Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Teal Town USA. I'm Eric Curra, and as always, it seems like it's such, it's become an annual tradition now to have uh, Sharks play-by-play -play man, Randy Hahn, with me as always. Randy, good to see you. Good to see you too, Eric. Uh, always nice to be uh, fired up about the start of another season. Oh, yes. How was your uh, summer? I, I remember catching a, a Giants game out in Chicago. I saw it on the broadcast. Yeah, I did a little bit of traveling, went to Chicago, one of my favorite cities to stop on during the season. Of course, that's usually in the winter, so it was nice to get out to Wrigley Field in the summertime and uh, enjoy some uh, Giants baseball against the Cubs. Uh, did a couple of other trips as well. Had a late um, off-season um, wedding to attend in Hawaii, so that was a nice little break right before the season started, but... Uh, it was a little too long, if you know what I mean. It would have yep. been nice uh, to see the Sharks playing into the month of May, but hopefully that'll um, happen again sooner than later. Absolutely. And I'm quite jealous of Hawaii, so that's that's awesome. Um, let's begin with just chatting. This is the uh, 30th year. Uh, the Sharks in San Jose, you know, I remember the whole slogan was welcome home to a new beginning, and it certainly was. Uh, you know, there have been so much that has happened in that building and it's just been such a uh, nice, wonderful place, a loud place to play in. Uh, any particular memories coming to mind uh, from broadcasting or even spectating uh, a, a hockey game there? Well, I do remember that first game uh, at the Shark Tank. And as it turned out, uh, when we were doing the game against Colorado on October 14th, that was the actual 30th anniversary of the first uh, Sharks home game at the then San Jose Arena, which later became Compact Center, which then became HP Pavilion, and uh, which is now SAP Center. But uh, yeah, I remember that first night. It was very special. It was particularly special for me, too, because in the first two years when the Sharks were in the Cow Palace, Joe Starkey was the primary television play-by-play -play voice for the Sharks, and I would fill in for games that he missed to do 49ers and Cal and the other things he had. So that was my first year as the full-time play-by-play announcer on TV. So right. that made it a little more special, as well as the fact we were finally in what was going to be our permanent home after kind of being vagabonds in Daly City for those first two years. So it was a very special feeling, and I remember... Do you remember who scored the first goal? I believe it was Kip Miller. You are correct, sir. Very yes. good. You're a, <laughs> you are a true Sharks historian. Kip Miller. Um, and, of course, Kevin Miller, his brother, would later play for the Sharks uh, and score one of the weirdest goals ever. He, he scored on a penalty shot in the final minute of, I think, what was a 9-1 eventual loss to Colorado. Um, <laughs> and now, of course, we have Ryan Miller, uh, related, a cousin of uh, of Kip's, Ryan now working with the Sharks uh, goaltending coaching staff. So uh, a, a Miller connection is, is still alive in the Sharks organization. But back to that opening night and that first year, it was special. Uh, the start of our season wasn't. We started 0-8-2, I believe. And that was coming off a year where we won 11-71-2. So, you know, heads collectively in hand saying, here we go again. But of course, as we would find out the Sharks would uh, turn it around that year, make the playoffs, knock out Detroit, and make some hockey history. So it, it didn't start that well on the uh, in the standings, but it ended up uh, being a, a remarkable year. Uh, and a way to set the tone for 
for practically the next 30 years of of crazy bounces and plays and uh special moments in uh, san jose of course uh so fast forward to this year sharks already uh, three games in who surprised you so far uh on on the roster i have a couple of names but i want to hear what you're what you're thinking off the top of your head well, the first one that comes to mind is Philip Zadina. And it, yeah. maybe, you know, surprise um, isn't the word so much as pleased. Yeah. Uh, this is a was a, a junior star in the Quebec League um, when he broke into the NHL with the Red Wings, drafted sixth overall. And I've mentioned it a couple of times on the broadcast of everybody on our roster. This guy was drafted highest by his team. Uh, Eklund was a th- seventh round pick and and Hurdle was was further down the line. Uh, in the draft. So Zadina is the highest prospect when he was drafted that we have in our organization. And for whatever reason, it just didn't all come together for him with the Grand Rapids team in the American League and the Red Wings organization in general. And this guy took a huge leap of faith in himself when he virtually asked for his contract to be terminated with the Red Wings. He walked away from guaranteed money on the table and said, I don't care about that. I want a chance to show what I can do and I need a fresh start somewhere else. So to see him play the way he has so far, uh, a couple of goals already. And when David Quinn does have something good to say about the team, and he didn't have much to say in a good way after the Carolina game, but there were some, uh, some uh, you know, cookies thrown out by Quinn uh, after the first two games and after training camp, Zadina's name keeps coming up. So it's nice to see Philip um, off to a good start. He's a, he's a great young guy. Uh, he's still only 23. I mean, this, this is a player who uh, is looking for a second chance, but he's still young. So I'm excited about him. Um, uh, I'm excited about Fabian Zetterlund. Uh, this is a guy who came in the Timo Meyer trade last year and didn't really settle in here last season. Uh, and, you know, the, the adjustment period went a little rough for him. But now we're starting to see why Mike Greer and his staff wanted this guy as part of that deal. So those are two guys that come to mind. Um, I'm I'm interested to see the progression of Henry Thrun, but that position defense for a rookie is so tough in this league. So, you know, there's a different um, meter there of patience for a player like that and watching him develop. And he'll have other nights in the press box. And who knows, he might spend some more time with the Barracuda this year. But I'm interested to watch his development as well. So, uh, you know, and are those all young guys? Yeah. But uh, let's be honest here. This is a Sharks team that... Uh, needs to draft and develop to get better. The days of uh, making the big trades uh, and giving up draft picks uh, are over. Uh, the Sharks got close and taking nothing away from the deals they made to try and get over the hump. But uh, th- the time has come now for uh, this organization to draft uh, carefully, hopefully successfully, and then do a good job of developing and um, you know creating a new environment that will get them back into the playoffs and be a, a Stanley Cup contender again. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you completely on Zadina and Zetterland. Uh, he's just, I mean, Zadina just really impressed me with with how he's he's played so far, getting a couple goals, defending his teammates, even though he's you know practically been with the team for like little over a month. And and that's the big thing about Zadina too is that his age, you know, like you mentioned, 23, people kind of get thrown off a little bit there because it's like, okay, he had his contract terminated, makes him almost sound like he's older than he is. And he's just been, he's nice, youthful exuberance to, to throw in with a Thrun, a Zetterlin, a Bordalo who got his first NHL goal, you know, Eklund got on the board uh, against Carolina. It, it's, 
it's nice to see a uh, the exuberance of the youngsters coming in and adding some new energy to the team. Yes, it is. And I think especially when you look at who the Sharks have played so far. Um, <laughs> again, we've been talking about it on the telecast. First time in franchise history that they've started the season against the four division winners from the season before. It's never happened before. I think it's only happened once in the NHL uh, since the four division format that a team has, has had to uh, open their year against the Monsters uh, in the league. So, you know, yeah, I think you do take that into consideration a little bit as far as how players are doing. And it's especially encouraging to see those particular players stand out and Mackenzie Blackwood, too. I know the game against Carolina went off the rails and it, it certainly wasn't on him because he kept the Sharks in that game for a long, long time. But, uh, you know, it, it's nice to see him uh, bounce back uh, with the Sharks. And, you know, it's a. It's a team that has a lot of players seeking redemption. Zadina is one of those um, after a, a, it didn't work out with Detroit. Blackwood's one of those after two good years with New Jersey or three. Uh, it, it didn't go as well, partly due to injury and other circumstances the last couple of years. And, you know, you go down the list of this roster and I'm just looking at the names of guys who, who are trying to bounce back in their careers. Anthony Duclair, he played in the Stanley Cup final last year, but he's not with Florida anymore. Um, Luke Cunning coming off, you know, injury that really messed up his first year as a San Jose Shark. Um, Giovanni Smith, who, you know, comes in as a guy who's trying to find a, a home after bouncing around a little bit. And and Jan Ruda and Kyle Burrows and, and, and even Mikhail Granlund, who's injured right now. And you can even make an argument for Tomas Hurdle. Um, you know, this is a guy who signed a new eight-year contract last year, and I don't think that he played up to what his standards are, and I think the Sharks expected and expect more from him this year as well. So there's a lot of players seeking redemption and an opportunity to prove they're better than they were last year, and uh, that's an exciting thing for me as well, to watch who actually does go about it, redeeming their careers. Absolutely, and just seizing the opportunity to take it to uh, the next level. And we talk about new players. Um, I don't want to necessarily say new players, but new acquisitions on the broadcast side. Uh, you got Scott Hannon and Mark Smith, who've, who've kind of bounced around in the broadcast with you guys before, but now a little more prominent uh, on the uh, TV side. Yeah, first of all, I want to you know say thank you to Curtis Brown for a tremendous run uh, I don't know if Sharks fans understand the logistics of that job, but the studio is in San Francisco, right downtown, uh, and Curtis Brown lived in Morgan Hill. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I live in Gilroy, and I've, during uh, the pandemic, you know, traveled up to the, the San Francisco studios on a, on a regular basis to do all the games. It's a schlep. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> journey. It's a commitment, and when you do it, as Brownie did for every regular season and home game that we telecasted for as many years as he did. Just that alone, right? Uh, you know, tells you where his heart was to to make that trip. And um, so, best of luck to him as he he's moved on uh, into coaching in the USHL. But yeah, we're excited to have uh, Scott Hannon, Mark Smith, um, Ted Ramey is going to be in that mix as well. I think you'll see Drew Amenda occasionally um, in that chair as well. 
And uh, it should be an interesting mix. Tara Sloan will do that uh, on occasion as well, in addition to her uh, in-game hosting duties. So it's it's a nice blend. And um, I think Sharks fans are getting a, a lot of different perspectives. You know, from Drew, you always get that 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 coaching perspective, and he comes at it from that X's and O's point of view and his very opinionated style. And then, you know, starting with Brett Hedekin and then on to, yep. to Hannon and Smith, uh, obviously you're getting the player side of it and where they come from in the game. So I think it's a nice blend as we bounce back and forth uh, and in the studio and on the telegast to get those different points of view. Yeah, just to have the multiple perspectives, as he said, you know, whether it's coaching, whether it's, you know, forward wise or defensively with with uh, Hetty. Uh, and Hetty, I I love I love how he uh, brings brings the uh, defensive side to it when it kind of balances out with with some of the guys in the in the uh, studio uh, for defensive purposes. I just love it in just how he brings his. Um, there are times where I almost think I know he wants to jump over the ice and start helping the guys out on defense. It, it's it's. It's great to have. There, but, there uh, are times in the broadcast booth when we're on the road because when we work together at home, he's inside the glass. I do have to physically restrain him sometimes <laughs> because he's just got such a drive and a competitive spirit. And that's something that carried him through his pro career uh, in over a thousand games and a Stanley Cup championship. And that it's awfully difficult to just turn that switch off. I, I think it's just part of your DNA. And it certainly is with Brett. Yeah, no, definitely. And, uh, it's going to be a great year. Uh, I, I think, yes, it's it's a tough start, but we knew that was going to be tough. I think the Sharks have some pieces in place to to start rising up from the ashes to get to uh, the next level here. So, uh, Randy, thank you very much as always. Appreciate you uh, and uh, all the best the rest of the way. Eric, thanks so much. And uh, Sharks fans, it's it's uh, it's a process here. It's not going to be a giant leap from one month to the next. But hopefully at the end of this season, we can say that this team was better than it was last year. And some individuals grew. Uh, some young players got acclimated and started to show what they can do for this team in the future. And uh, hopefully before not too long, we'll be talking about who the Sharks will meet in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Look forward to that. Thank you, Eric, and uh, go Sharks. 